Hello everybody. It's been a while. I'm here. I'm back. Okay. So today we're talking about why a patient, why a child, and I said an older child, and it could be an older child. It could be, um, what I mean by that is it could be like a seven, eight, nine, up plus all the way through, even into adulthood. Um, individual may have symptoms that get worse, behavior, anxiety, learning, balance, these types of things that get worse. Um, when you start adjusting them. Now, of course, there could be a bazillion reasons for this, but this one's really important to foundationally understand so you can navigate what the best next step is or to what to do or if it's an, a predictable uh, experience or happening. So you can, you know, don't put your head in the sand, be aware and watch progression um, and know if you need to add anything in or take anything away or change your uh, technique or do an exam or whatever. So, and be able to explain it to the parents and understand yourself. So let's say we have a child um, who has, a, has moved into uh, visual development, meaning they have learned to start using their eyes. Um, you know, at about 18 to 32 months we, months, we start to be able to have more steady and predictable fixation with our eyes and we start to emerge into our visual system. By about five, we're having really a lot more, we're starting to have more visual cognitive function, starting to recall past and future, and we're starting to engage more there. So there's some ranges there, obviously. But let's say that during that developmental trajectory at some point, when we're starting to have more stable fixation and convergence and divergence of the eyes and all of that, something altered the way that we started to use these eyes. It could be altered proprioception, it could be altered you know, input from the environment, sensory integration challenges, um, it could be uh, 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 subluxation causing some of those things, um, whatever it may be, something altered the way that this individual, this child, was using their eyes. So they developed maybe maybe an eye turn, like an esotropia, like an inward turn, or an exotropia, like an outward turn, a, a strabismus, so like a stra strabismus, or an amblyopia, like a lazy eye, um, or just a slight error in the way that they do convergence. Sometimes it can get a diagnosis from an optometrist, like a convergence insufficiency or a divergence challenge. So we're just not pointing the eyes in a really simultaneous, accurate way in for convergence and out divergence like this. So let's just say this child, when developing in their visual system, they just had slight errors in eye movement. Well, with slight errors in eye movement, which of course could come from initial, initially come from altered neurological function, um, and input and uh, subluxation, obviously, which we need to understand that, um, which is why it's important we know the stuff to support typically developing children, not just children that are having challenges later. But let's say that we have altered and inefficient eye movement. So eye movement errors, just slight eye movement errors. Well then our visual perception, so our our input through this system is going to be altered because we are having some abnormalities here. Just like if you had an injury to your knee when you learned to walk and your proprioception was off, you might develop a gait change or you might watch an individual develop like a little uh, postural distortion because of that because they're getting altered input about where their body is in space. Same thing here, altered visual perception. So I'm altering, so now I have altered input coming in through the visual system. 
And so I'm not accurately predicting where my space is here. So I'm altered. And then because of that, I develop a postural change. And now I have postural distortion. And now I have subluxation. Maybe subluxation was there first. Maybe it's second. Maybe it's both. Whatever. It's there. Come to the chiropractor. Parent says, hey, we also have, we have this scoliosis or we have this postural distortion, this high shoulder, this chronic issue, whatever it is, headaches. And we also, um, so they, that's what they're presenting with. And you find on their history, like we teach you to do, they all, this child also has anxiety or has behavioral and learning challenges, focus challenges. And you say, okay, so we teach you how to have that conversation. You know, we've talked about it a lot in here and in our series, we, you know very well how to go from the pain or the symptom to the neurology and to the brain simply so parents get it. And then you do your exam and you find your subluxation. You say, here's my recommendations. You give an appropriate care plan. You start correcting. So you start correcting the subluxation. Well, this child has already developed this very embedded pattern of, because they're older, they have not only developed, they have this eye movement error and accuracy from early life, they've also just learned to process their world this way. Because while it's an error, it's still the way they use their eyes and they've developed a postural distortion and created a subluxation or before that because of it. So now we start correcting the subluxation. So we are altering the input, right? We are now altering, while be it creating more efficient input processing output by correcting subluxation, and we are creating a change in the posture, in the musculoskeletal system, and in the neurological input um, because we're changing afferent input by correcting subluxation, and we're seeing changes. Let's say we see changes on scans, and mom says, yes, but behavior and focus and anxiety has increased. Why? We're seeing changes in subluxation. This is good. I'm seeing postural improvements. I'm seeing subluxation changes. My objective measures, my HRV, my scans, whatever it may be. I'm seeing changes. This is good. But now the challenge is the child is having some regressive behaviors. Why is this happening? Well, what we've done here is we've altered input. We've corrected it, maybe. But we now have a mismatch from what this child thinks the world is with the eyes. We've now are altering because we also see alterations with eye movements when we see when we correct subluxation or deal with altered input. And so now we are changing the way this child literally uses their eyes and their body and their whole perception of space and learning and abstract symbols and other people is different. And so we may see a pulling in because this is a lot. This has just changed my world. So while it's more efficient, they have developed a pattern. This is why I said older children. They have developed a pattern of processing and we have just changed that. They were processing before, even if it was inefficient and creating challenges. Now they are processing different. It is more efficient, but they are, we are, we are basically making their room really messy before we clean it up right? So we have to understand that. We have to understand that it may be something that we should tell parents, hey, just so you know, when we start this, we're going to be changing that input to the brain as we, as we see the postural system change, as we correct subluxation, and we restore efficient input processing output. That's going to change all of the tools that your child is using to process their world, which will change the way they learn and focus and use their eyes and all of that. And so we just have to know that there may be some pulling in, 
some changes in the way that they are processing and that is expected and our job is to watch that trajectory and make sure that we start to see um, congruency right with eye movements and, and with subluxation findings that's what we do on our clinical exam but make sure that the child doesn't stay pulled in right that they then continue to move along their developmental trajectory so the biggest thing is first doctors understand even if you're a little lost in this you first understand that there's a reason and it makes sense that sometimes with an older child who you ex you looked at their eyes they had some eye movement errors they had subluxation findings when you start correcting the subluxation you may see some behavior learning socialization mental health these types of challenges pop up or get worse when they were better and if you see that you understand that you can prepare parents for that if you see that on the history and then you watch to make sure that we're seeing changes those of you who are focused doctors and offer the brain blossom program in your office this is an individual that most certainly needs that um, brain-based exercise component that we do in the brain blossom at home program that you have to offer them after your first re-exam if you're seeing that that's when you'd want to introduce that in because we need to then make sure we're doing the right brain-based games and exercises to help them develop those new tools to process more efficiently so the bottom line with all of this is first understanding that it may happen Second, understanding it might not be like a, something to be fearful of, but something you need to be prepared for. Um, and why we just do these quick bedside checks in your exam, eye movements, gross motor, subluxation findings. We ask and answer the two big questions. It's not that complicated, but when you see that an older child, eight plus years old, I would say is probably eh, seven plus years old is probably the range. And you see they have eye movement errors. You see they have postural distortion. You see that. And on their history, you see behavior, learning, socialization, mental health challenges. You need to think in the back of your head, hey, we may see some pulling in before we see growth. And you need to prepare the parents for that. Okay. Um, so that was a big topic. Please ask your questions. Um, let me know what topics are um, or big questions you have in working with this massive wave of challenge of kids and adults who are impacted by stress and by um, developmental challenges because of the stress that they, we've been living in for so many years now and how it's impacting the um, younger generations and it really really is and we're seeing that in the research and um, we'll talk another day on the CDC changes of the developmental milestone charts and um, what that's about. So, all right, everybody, be well, do good work. If you're ready to jump in, lead with the brain and just up your game, but stay chiropractic, keep it simple, see lots of people, but be able to answer and understand the tough questions that you're seeing that are coming in. And so many of you are like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so many of these kids with, you know, that are having like more and more kids that are having deflected development and behavior, learning, socialization challenges. My answer to you is, or my response to you is, get ready because this is just the beginning. Um, if you're ready to jump into that, jump on one of those last 25-ish spots. We have a bunch of um, doctors that continue their education who've taken the certification series um, every year and are in the Focus Academy and Elite Access and offer Brain Blossom, and they continue to come back. Um, so we save seats for them, which is why, yes, we have about 55, 60 seats in the room, but we save seats for them. And so 
every time we get fewer and fewer seats that are open to new people, which is why we only have about 25, maybe 30, but we already have, well, we already have about 10 of those taken with new people. So if you're into that, um, which if you work with kids, if you work with people, if you live in this world with stress and you work with the nervous system, time to know this stuff. Jump in. Um, you can ask for a link. I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere August 12th and 13th in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. All right. Be well.